Hey guys, Cody here just reminding you that the best wrestlers in the world are coming to Iowa for the UWW World Cup at Extreme Arena in Coralville this December 10th and 11th. This one-of-a-kind dual-style competition features the world's very best men's and women's freestyle wrestlers repping their home countries and going head-to-head to decide who is the best wrestling country on the planet. You'll get to see Team USA's biggest wrestling stars like Jordan Burroughs, Kyle Snyder, Tamara Mensah-Stock, Helen Naroulis, so many more. There's no better time than now to be a USA wrestling fan, and there's no better time than now to get your tickets. Be sure to go to worldcupcoralville.com. I put links in the show notes so that you guys can get all the information you need. You're not going to want to miss this. One more time, get your tickets at worldcupcoralville.com. Number one, obviously, all glory to God. And then there's a CAM bus, the most efficient organization on the planet. I'm going to put a plug in because we're in the damn state of Iowa. Bobby Telford, I'm the baddest man on the planet. Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer, and I'm glad you're here. Happy Friday, October 21st. Another show here for you guys this week. Just me on this one, and we're going to recap Northern Iowa's Wrestling Media Day. Went up to Cedar Falls to chat with head coach Doug Schwab and the gang on Thursday to get a vibe check on the Panthers ahead of the 22-23 season. Panthers returned seven NCAA qualifiers from last year, and everybody won a match at last year's national tournament. That's the good news. The challenge for this year is to take that tangible growth and keep it moving forward, right? Can the Panthers inch closer to the top 10 at the NCAA championships? Certainly have a group of wrestlers who are capable of reaching that benchmark. Um, So it was nice to uh, talk with them, talk with Doug, um, just to kind of feel things out, you know, how, how are things, what are the goals, how is everybody feeling coming into the year, health status, um, and then obviously, you know, some lineup tidbits, what Doug plans on doing with some of his red shirts this year, the whole gambit. Um, so what we're going to do today, similar to what we did with Iowa State last week, is just kind of run through the starting lineup as I see it right now, offer three quick takeaways just from media day, what I saw, what I heard, what I think, things like that, um, and then we'll get to a handful of interviews to round out today's show. So that's the template for today. Let's hop to it. Let's start with the starting lineup, mostly set in stone with seven returning NCAA qualifiers right now, but there's a uh, there's a few weights um, where things could maybe get a little bit interesting as the season unfolds. Um, let's just, you know, start from the top and work our way down, right? 125, Kyle Gohoffer um, appears to be the guy, right? Uh, Brody Teske, two-time NCAA qualifier, Big 12 champ, transferred out. He's in Iowa City now, opens the door for Kyle Gohoffer, Georgian native, 22-10 and 10 all-time at 125. Um, maybe a little green when it comes to kind of the elite of the elite of the Big 12 in the NCAA. Um but Doug spoke very highly of him and the opportunity in front of him uh, to kind of emerge as uh, Northern Iowa's leadoff man at 125 pounds. 133, Kyle Biscaglia, um, well-known by now, national qualifier, is going to start the season ranked 17th nationally by Intermat. 21-10 last year, 45-21 and all-time, returning Big 12 finalist. He's probably the... Um, 
Absolutely the front runner at 33 this year. 141, Kale Happel back, um, starting the season ranked 28, 17 and 10 last year, but 0 and 2 at the Big 12 Championships. Uh, interesting story that Doug dove into a little bit. Uh, Kale was actually one of the alternates at the NCAA Wrestling Championships last year, so he continued to train through um, those two weeks despite not officially qualifying. He even went so far as making weight in Detroit. Um, and as Doug will share when we get to his uh, press conference, um, nearly almost got put in the bracket at the national tournament. Ultimately didn't pan out. Um, so Kale, uh, new chip on his shoulder um, with some added motivation, kind of being literally, quite literally, as close as you can get to competing at the national tournament without actually competing at the national tournament. So he's kind of the, um, you know, back with all that experience, the front runner at 41, 149. Um, same kind of situation, but Colin Robuto returning NCAA qualifier took third at the Big 12 championships last year. He is beginning the season ranked 14th nationally by Intermat. Got to the round of 16 last year at the NCAA Wrestling Championships, part of an 18 and 12 overall season. He transferred in from Brown. Um, you know, this would have been a couple years ago now. Um, and he's got some uh, international age level experience, right? He's repped Italy overseas at various competitions. So, um, you know, he took the spot from Tristan Lara, who ultimately transferred out and is now at Oregon State. Um, but Real Buto, um, you know, one of those guys that progressed as the season unfolded last year and uh, going to be really exciting to kind of see what my, what steps he takes this year. 157, um, Derek Kolschlag is the returning guy, um, NCAA qualifier last year. He's beginning the season ranked 25th by Intermap. 21 and 14 overall last year. One of those weights where, yeah, you've got a guy coming back, um, but I think Doug really wants to see Hogg maybe slam the door shut and, and become the the dude, um, because behind him there's a handful of guys like Evan Yan, R.J. Weston, um, Cade Lair's in the room. Um, there's a lot of options there, a lot of depth at 157, and um, you know one of those things where if Holschlag um, slips up for whatever reason, um, there's a lot of guys nipping at his tail that could potentially get some opportunities. 165, Austin Yant, oh captain, my captain, back again, two-time NCAA qualifier, got to the round of 16 last year, 19 and eight overall, third at Big 12s, um, is going to begin the season ranked 13th nationally at 165. Um, one other thing Doug mentions, this is a weight where um, redshirt freshman Jared Sima, a kid coming up from Kansas, a very, very successful high school wrestler, um, competed very well on the national scene at you know Fargo, USA Wrestling's various national competitions. This is a guy that could potentially push Evan Yant as the season unfolds. So um, we'll see if the young guy has enough to maybe usurp the sixth-year senior now in Austin Yant, but um, you know, really, really um, – Kind of fun to watch Austin Yant develop <clears throat> over the course of his UNI career. And, um, you know, I thought last year riding into the NCAA championships, he could potentially make a run and um, nearly did. Um, he's a guy that's going to be in every single match that he wrestles and, and notched a handful of really big wins last season as well. So we'll see uh, we'll see how that weight ultimately unfolds. 174, Lance Runyon back fully healthy NCAA qualifier last year. Got to the round of 16, only wrestled 16 total matches, 11 and 5. Came back from an injury. Um, but one of, you know, arguably one of the best wrestlers in the lineup for the Panthers. He's a pinner, um, very capable of scoring really big bonus points. Um, going to begin the season ranked 13th nationally by Intermat. I think that sounds about right. You could probably pencil him in as a dark horse All-American contender, even at a weight like 174, where there's a lot of really good high-level wrestlers all over the country. 184, Parker Keckeisen, um, kind of a next topic situation, right? He's beginning the season ranked second nationally by Intermat, two-time All-American, um, you know, took third each of the last two seasons 
seasons at the national championships, 30 and two last year, 48 and three over the last two years with the Panthers. Um, he is that dude. He is the face of the program. He is another team captain, Yant, Runyon, and Parker Keckeisen are your team captains this year for the Panthers. Um, you know, he's, he's, very, I don't want to say quietly because he is kind of, again, he's that dude for the Panthers, but authoring a, one of the best careers maybe in UNI wrestling history, or at least if you were to, um, you know, what would the first two years look like of one of the best wrestling careers in UNI wrestling history? I think Parker Kekeisen's first couple of seasons um, is more or less how you might start that. Um, 197, pretty wide open competition, right? Um, you know, the, the known commodities, Noah Glazier, um, undersized at 197, but you know, Hey, he went seven and 10 there last year. A couple other young guys, I think maybe to keep an eye on Adam Aronson, originally from union of LaPorte city, 18 and six last year while red shirting, a little funky style. Um, but very capable when it comes to, uh, racking up points, a lot of majors and technical falls, even pins, um, a lot of Greco success when he was in high school was a state champ for Union, uh, three-time state finalist, I believe, as well. So he's grown into 197. Also, Caleb Runyon, um, formerly of Southeast Polk, Lance's younger brother. He's a guy that went through a little bit of a body transformation and has just been working really hard in the room and, and could potentially be in the mix. You know, 197, John Gunderson was the guy last year as a true freshman. Um, Doug mentioned this during his press conference, but he's actually going to take full advantage of his red shirt this year, and it sounds like he's going to bulk into heavyweight, or at least that's his rough plan as of now. So 197, a little wide open as the Panthers begin the season. Then 285, Tyrell Gordon, um, NCAA qualifier last year, earned an at-large bid, um, ended up winning a match. He won out of the pigtail, and then he wrestled Gable Steveson in the first round. Um, so he's back again. Doug uh, mentioned that Tyrell, another Another guy that went through a body transformation, um, you know, as especially at heavyweight where you've got a lot of different body types, right? You have some guys that are wrestling, you know, around 220, 225, others that are probably sitting closer to 240. And then, you you know, there's some still extra large heavyweights, right? Sitting around 270, 275, 280 in that range. Uh, so Tyrell Gordon um, put a lot of focus on the weight room this year. Um, and Doug is very excited to kind of see what that means for him this coming season. He begins the year ranked 21st at inter, uh, by Intermat nationally. Um, so, yeah, guys, that's, that's kind of the starting 10. Um, at least the way I see it right now. I think there's some other guys who could maybe jump into the mix. Um, you know, J Julian Farber is a guy that, that Doug mentioned at 133. Maybe he pushes uh, Kyle Biscogli a little bit. Um, you know, 141, there, there's a group of guys there in and around Kale Happel, like Ethan Basil, Connor Thorpe, Gable Fox is in that mix as well. Um, you know, 165, we mentioned Jared Sema. 57, we mentioned the guys there. Carson Babcock is a guy maybe to monitor at 174. I know Lance is kind of the dude there. Um you know, but Carson Babcock's a guy, you know, state champ out of New Hampton. Um, you know, it'd be kind of interesting to monitor his results at various competitions throughout the year. And then obviously we touched on 197 and kind of the wide open nature of that weight. Um, obviously things are subject to change, right? As the season unfolds, the Panthers schedule pretty um, tournament heavy to start the season, right? They go to the Grandview Open, the Dactronics Open, the Cyclone Open, and they go to the CKLV in Vegas. Um, Going to be interesting to see how they stack up there. That's routinely a very, very tough tournament. Um, then they host the UNI Open, um, and that's all literally in November and December. So expect a lot of fluidity at some of these weights, um, you know, and then it'd be kind of interesting to see how some of them kind of sort themselves out. Um, 
you know, at, at, at the early portion of the season. So that's kind of my thoughts on the lineup. Um, I know last week when we did the Iowa State Media Day wrap, I rattled off everything in a row before we got to the interviews, but I'm going to mix it up this week. Um, now that I've got my lineup thoughts out, we're going to go straight to Doug Schwab's Media Day press conference interview, and then we'll get to my three quick takeaways on the other side. Doug, as usual, great with his time, um, spoke for about 20, 25 minutes on a wide range of topics, uh, touched on his lineup, answered questions about Parker, Kale, handful of other guys that, um, you know, could potentially potentially be in the mix, um, elaborated a little bit on his uh, potential redshirt strategy for, for a lot of the true freshmen that are in the program now. He also talked about the West Gym, um, you know, and kind of what he knows so far as when it comes to the future of the West Gym and, and, and the future of the program um, in terms of just where are they going to be housed moving forward. Um, and then he also gave a rousing endorsement for Nike's new golf pants, which is very, very entertaining. I know I posted a video um, on Twitter about that. So if you guys haven't seen it, you'll be able to listen to it here again on the show. So a long one, but a very entertaining one all the same. We will go to Doug now and I will catch you guys on the other side. <laughs> no, uh, thanks, Joel. I appreciate training well, man. I like that you uh, take your shoes off. That is important. Mats are sacred, so make sure those shoes get taken off. Uh, appreciate everybody coming. Uh, going through our stats last year, like you go seven and seven, and talk about fifth in the Big Twelve, and then twentieth overall. Obviously, that is not numbers that we're certainly happy with. Um, I, I tell you that I feel like last season our guys all made progress. Um, where they started the season, where they ended the season, we're in different places, and can certainly hang our hat on that. Now. For me, the whole thing was is when we end the season last year, were we going to continue to make progress throughout the whole spring and summer, fall, coming back to this season? So you go from you know, 20 shrinks down to a single digit. Or you know, you're 7-7, you're 14-0, 12-2. You know, you, all of a sudden you're winning the Big 12s. Like, and I, I could tell you that, you know, 13th season, um, man, the group, the, the group collective work that got put in this spring and summer was – it was as good as I've ever seen. It was as much as I've ever seen. Um, and so to me, I'm very optimistic of what we have and what we have coming back. And like I said, the progress that was shown by those guys, um, to me, that's exciting. And those guys feel that. And when you have momentum, you have to continue to keep it. Now, sometimes it's, you know, it's tricky to be able to keep momentum when you're not competing, but I think guys have to buy into that. You know, you have to, and I've been talking to our team about leading the way. Who's going to lead the way? And obviously, we have a hell of a leader <laughs> with Parker. And not just because of, oh, he's been, you know, he's been third in the country the last two years. Or he's what, I think I said, he's what, 48 and three? That's, that's pretty dang good two years. Um, but it's, it's how he trains and lives. It's how selfless he is. It's how coachable he is. The pillars of our program, and he, he displays those as well as anybody. And then other guys, and to me, they follow that lead. <laughs> They're like, whoa. If this guy's doing it, and, man, if anyone stays, stays with him and, and keeps that kind of pace, they're going to be in a real good spot. And we got some guys that are trying to do it right now. But he continues to lead the way for our program. Um, we, like I said, we got seven guys that went to the national tournament, all won matches. But to me, the whole trick is now is not winning one or two matches. It's, well, we need to win five matches. <laughs> then you're placing. Then you're in. Then you're wrestling on Saturday instead of sitting and watching. Um, and... We've got to keep that stuff firmly fixed in our guys and get in there and be very competitive within the room. Um, and that's something that you have to you have to train. You have to live. It's not it's not a part time thing. 
You know, what I say no part-time gangsters. There's no part. There's no part-time being committed. If you want to be great at something, it is a full-time. It is a full-time endeavor, and we have a lot of guys that are bought into that, and we have to get continue guys, more guys that to do that, because it is not a straight line to success. It is not a straight line to be great at this thing. It is very, very, and as as probably deep as ever in college wrestling right now. It's as good as ever. Heck, I was just at the Super Three Two tournament, and the skill level of kids is incredible. And you know, we're trying to find some other intangibles that these guys have. Some things we talk about. I talk about being selfless and gritty and coachable. Um, those are things that we look for. And you know, a guy like Parker, he displays all those. And we got two other captains this year. And I think it's, uh, to me, you know, our captains are always they're always they're voted on by their team. Um, and, and Yant was one of the captains, and he was a captain last year. And he, and talk about a guy, talk about gritty. <laughs> the guy's a definition of gritty. I think I just saw a picture of him. I don't know if, that that I mean, he had just blood running down his nose in the middle of practice, and he's just like, I love it. Um, he's a key he is one gritty, gritty SOB in his sixth year too, um, and grateful for that sixth year. And then, then Lance Runyon, um, a guy who, man, I think he really, he really stepped up a notch when he got hurt and injured, and he was out, and how he, how he gave back to his team. I mean, so you know, we have individuals like that that I'm, I'm, I'm giving those guys a little bit of shine because you know their their team, their team says these guys lead the way. And they are leading the way. And so, man, we got some great leadership in that respect. And, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I was, you were reading those numbers and I'm like, man, we got a hell of a long ways to go. <laughs> but you know what that does? That excites the hell out of me too. That does not scare me one bit. And we have a lot of guys that don't feel that way either. Because I think you either go one or two ways with that. Oh, I got all this way to go. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to get up next morning and I'm going to run. And I'm going to run and I'm going to run and I'm going to run and run and run. And we're behind in a race right now. So either we got to run harder or we got to run smarter or we got to do both. And that's what we're working on to do every day. And we got a group of guys that are bought into that. And so, yeah, I'm excited about our season and our team and what, what uh, is to come for us. Um, I'm excited to get back out competing. You know, we compete a little bit later than the rest of the teams. I, I kind of liked, you know, starting a little bit later instead of starting that first week. It's a long season. Um, so, you know, I know he said Grandview, but that will just be our freshman. Our freshman will be at that event. Um, and then our full team will open up Dectronics that next weekend, uh, you know. And then we we have we have uh, Vegas right after that, which is a great event. But you know, we got a guy that's going to the All Star Duel, which is pretty damn cool. Um, they got that thing going again, and you know, Parker Parker will be ready for that. Um, and I think that that can certainly set the tone the tone for our season. You know, a guy just okay, man, got a couple time national champ, and it's time to show that I've closed that gap. And, you know, Brooks is a great competitor, and I'm certainly looking forward to that. So I get all over the place, and I, I don't know why who made me stand up today. So usually I like to sit down so then I can talk for a long time because I don't really like standing because then I want to move around. But, you know, what? I, I, got these, I got these Nike golf pants on. I don't know if anyone's got some of these, but you can do anything in them. I'm, I'm, and I'll tell you guys, I, I've pushed the boundaries of being able to do anything in them. So I'm giving a little plug for Nike because we're a Nike school. So, and their, their wrestling shoes have got a lot better. Um, but you can do anything. I'm telling you, you can do anything in them. When I talk about anything, like I can, you can wrestle in them, you can do squats in them, you can do a, a sauna session. It doesn't matter. You can do anything in them. So, man, I love them. I wear them every day. Um, so a little plug for Nike. I got to appreciate that, though. I mean, heck, I think we're. Re did we get our? Did we get our, th our thing re-upped yet? Hopefully, because hopefully, okay. Well, see, I'm, 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 I'm trying to help that. Trying to help, trying to help the athletic department as much as I can. Um, <laughs> but you go through and, like I said, we got seven guys back. Um, 
when I say it gets hard to highlight certain guys, it does because I think so many guys are doing things so well. Um, and guys, that guys can be like, well, that's a cop out. Who's really, who's really stood out? Who's really stood out? Um, and there is a, there's a, there's a whole bunch of guys, and I can go up and down, and you know, I can look at a guy like Dahlhofer who he's had some injuries, um, but man, that guy is chomping at the bit to be our 25 pounder. He can't wait. He cannot wait to be the guy that that sets the tone for our matches. He can't wait for it, and, and that's that's part of why he came here. And he's got he's got an opportunity in front of him, and I. I know, um, you know, I know that that's a huge piece of getting things going, momentum, man. 25, having a 25 that is going to lead the way in just the fight and hustle, effort, grit, not giving an ounce of anything, um, and he'll do that, and I'm excited for it. You know, 33, Bisco, man, Bisco, man, so close. <laughs> Any of you guys look at it, well, he, he went one or two, but you don't, really, you don't understand, like, some of, these, some of these matches, they're one position. If he finishes this crackdown in that situation, he wins that match. And then I look at him like he's winning the next match, the next match, match, next. So we got to figure out how to get those margins to be bigger. And so that's what I'm talking about with all that work. But the margins are really small, and we got to get his margins a little bit bigger. And he's done a good job of doing that. You know, you got a guy behind, that is going to battle him, Farber. Farber does, he does, does one, one, one heck of a job, man, of training, living, really going after it. And so... Right there, man, when you have guys like that, and we've talked about it, guys, and you've been in brown programs. I've been around some programs where the guys are, when they're, when they're doing this, it's, it's negative. It's friction. And what we want to do is when, when we're battling one another, we're uplifting one another. We're getting each other better, and those guys are doing that, um, and we're doing that as a team. You know, Happel, Happel got a bitter taste in his mouth last year because he, he was an alternate. So you guys don't understand what the alternate is, right? So you go to the national tournament, you weigh in, and then – if someone doesn't make weight, something doesn't happen. And he actually had a guy in his weight class that was like a minute from not making weight. <laughs> and, and they're like, they're trying to find him. And I think he was like, oh, man, I'm going to get to wrestle. But he, he got to go there and he got to watch it. And I could tell it was just, it was like, that will not happen again. That's burned in his memory. And he's trained like it and he's prepared like it. So it doesn't happen again. Um, Rebuto, and you're going you're gonna to have to be hard pressed to find someone that I think that made as much improvement last year from the start of the season to the end of the season to where he was. And, I mean, heck, I think about some guys that beat him early in the year, and then he beat them down the line. Um, and, man, really close and always getting better. Uh, Hochschlag, six-year senior again. Uh, man, grateful for the opportunity. And he, and he continues to get better. And we got some young guys that are chomping at the bit. And the great thing is is I don't think we have guys that are just holding, holding their place. I'll wait till next year. And that's a, that is something that we can't do. And you don't have to go far to think about that 2020 wait to next year there's no wait till next year it's now um and you know so with a guy like yant at 65 you know it's time to it's time to find those margins time to freaking to okay i gotta be able to get a takedown he's a we can win in a lot of ways but now if he can score he can blow things out of the water and he's ready to do that and you got a guy with jared Simma that he's pushing those boundaries too good young freshman that he he does not want i'm not gonna i'm not sitting on the bench coach <laughs> i'm not sitting on no way this guy no that is not me and you take it in a good way, man. And it's pushing the guys in front of them. Um, you know, obviously getting running back and healthy. We're excited for that. Um, Got to keep him healthy because he's one of the best wrestlers in the country and he can pin anybody um, at any time. Getting him healthy. Um, and then Parker, man. <laughs> Dude, hi. And I don't say this lightly, but man, I've, been around some, I've been around some guys that work their, their asses off and puts an incredible, immense amount of time into their craft. 
he's right up there. He's right up there. And that's, that's saying a lot because I've been around some guys that achieved everything under the sun in sport and put as much time and effort into it as anybody, and he, he's right there. He's in that short list. Um, and you see it in how he wrestles and competes. Um, 97, got to get someone to really step up. Who's going to be the guy? Who's going to be the guy that's really going to take it by the horns? You know, Glazer wrestled some last year. Gunnarsson, Gunnarsson's building up to heavyweight now. Um, red shirt this year. Uh, you know, and Tyrell's back. Tyrell's back, and, and if, when you see him, his body transferred. I mean, he, he, he looks like a totally different guy. And just, man, he, he got shredded. He, he got on a lifting plan, and he took it serious, and you can see he did. Um, so that's a little bit of the team. You know, the freshmen are doing a good job. They're taking some lumps. <laughs> that's the way it is. That is how, how it is a freshman. I haven't seen a freshman that has been able to come in and, and not get their ass kicked or hand it to them. Now, how they handle that is what, to me, is what's important. How they manage it and that they, like I talked about, like, oh, man, I'm so far behind. I'm excited to get back to work. I'm so far behind. What the hell am I going to do? I'm just going to put my hands up and just wave the white flag. That's not, that is not the type of individual that we have on our team. That's not the kind of coach staff we have. That's not what's ever going to be instilled in them. And so these guys are running and chasing, and even if they're getting their tail kicked, they come back encouraged and ready to come back the next day. Um, and you can ask them about it. I mean, that's part of, that's part of, that's part of the sport. And if our, if our program is going to be any good, man, there shouldn't be a freshman that comes in being able to do that. There should always be someone in front of them. And now hopefully what we have is no matter what, how, how good somebody gets, we always got somebody in that room that can, can take it to them. Parker's, Parker's making a hard run at that right now. <laughs> but we'll always have some guys that, that can push them and, and, and really get them to grow and move forward. Um, you know, the, the schedule, we're going to be tested. I think I just saw the, the collegiate duels came out, and I think we'll be in a pool with Ohio State and Lock Haven, I believe. You know, so get to see a Big Ten school. We don't get to see many Big Ten schools. Um, you know, we got Wisconsin, and we got our Big, we got our big 12 slate, which – is gonna is gonna have us prepare for going to Vegas, um, you know. I think we always have one of the better schedules, and we'll never shy away from anybody. Um, you know, I know trying to trying to make some dates work can, can always be tough, um, but we will be prepared through the schedule that we have, and we will be battle tested because I just think you're you're way better off wrestling a very tough, a very tough schedule, especially with strength of schedule with how some of the some, how some of these metrics work. Yeah, I mean, we don't need to shy away from anything because we want to be prepared to win a Big 12 title and national title, and I know that you do that throughout the season and getting guys prepared for that. So um, I know I always say I'm, I, I'm not going to talk for long, and then I talk for about 20 minutes, but it's really easy to talk about my team. It's really easy to talk about something that I really, truly believe in. And when you see the amount of work that they put in, and you see how much they believe in the program and then how much they want to uplift this program and how they want to move this place forward, and how they want to do some things that haven't been done for a long time, it's real easy to get up and go to work. It's real easy to stay late. And it's real easy to miss some, some things that maybe, you know, you'd rather not miss. But when you have guys that, like over there, when you have that group of guys like that, when you have those kind of individuals, you'll do it every damn time and you look forward to it every damn time. Um, so, um, I don't know, I guess any questions. I know, hopefully I answered a few things, but... There's no red shirt. Progress doesn't red shirt. I mean, that's what I tell them. Progress doesn't red shirt. These guys think, well, I, I got a red shirt year. She, I don't know if you do, and I don't know if you're going to have next year. 
So we've got to really get guys to live in that and to live in the moment as much as possible. And some guys aren't, some guys aren't ready, but I'm telling you, and you're seeing it, guys are more prepared than ever. They can come in and win. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to wait. I think that's a, that becomes a little bit of a myth, and it becomes a little bit of this thing of, I don't know, man. I was just watching this guy at a national tournament, right? I mean, these guys, are, they're freshmen. They're, they're freshmen, so last year at the Nationals, they're sitting and watching guys that, oh, man, I want to be there, and all of a sudden they're wrestling those guys, and sometimes you can, you can almost build that up too much. So you've got to kind of squash some of that, and that you can wrestle with those guys. And, like, to me, it's just how much ground they're going to cover between now and then. I mean, hopefully where these guys are at now, right now and where they are a month from now, they'll be in a better place. And then two months from now and then, heck, where they're in the season, maybe they could be the best guy. So I, I say, yeah, you, no one redshirts until Big 12 comes around and that roster goes in because time is moving. And if we're behind in a race, like I said, how in the hell are we going to catch up by standing around? watching the other guy just move farther in front of us. So that's the talk that gets, gets in their ear, so to speak. Um, and especially now with the, you know, this year you get to wrestle five, five events. So, you know what, the first semester they'll wrestle in a couple events and then we'll, we're gonna leave a couple open where, hey, we need a guy. Hey, let's see how this guy handles this, this opportunity. See how he handles the big lights, you know, potentially. And then it, does, it doesn't burn anything. Cause I think that to me was I'm never going to burn a year on someone if I don't think they can really score points for us at the national tournament. To win another dual meet, then I'm very short-sighted. If it's between another dual meet, then I'm, I'm, to me, I'm not doing my job very well. You talked about, uh, or previously yeah. you talked about kind of breaking out of that, uh, seeing, like that being the little brother wrestling team to Iowa and yep. ISU. How has that kind of mentality affected the way I think you got a big ass chip on your shoulder. And that's okay, especially when you can use it in the right way. If it's used and directed in the right way, then then it's fine. We need some of that because you know what? We that's that is how that is how we're looked upon. <laughs> we like it or not, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that's how we feel about ourselves. But I was a little brother, and I, and I do still remember the day when I was able to whoop both my brothers' ass took a long time for them but I but I did and that that's 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 where we're at and you I mean how can we say you know how can you say that Iowa State that far ahead of us man we've we've, we've beat them consistently and they'll probably say well we won the last couple meets and then I guess yeah I'll say yeah and it's been back and forth but you know and we we haven't we haven't got to wrestle the other team in, the, in a dual meet um, but we got to score more points in the national tournament but I think it's all in how you use that how you frame it just because we are because we the little brother grows up sometimes too, just so you know. And I'll stay the little brother forever. And that's to me that's where we have to get to and we have to do we have to continue our do our job. But you try you trying you're trying you're trying to get me pissed off, aren't you? And I love it. I love it. I appreciate it. And I, no, your must no but your mustache, I love your mustache. That thing is really solid. <laughs> I I might grow a mustache. I've tried it. My wife doesn't appreciate it, but I I'm, I've tried a few but I might grow a mustache. I'm thinking about it. What do you guys think? November, like maybe you know what for November, maybe we can maybe you can raise some money here. I got because I can. I know they do like a no no shave, but maybe it'll just be mustache November or something. I don't know if I really want to do that, but I put it out there. All right, I, I keep I get I'm like a I'm like squirrel man. I guys know that they get all over the place, but I, I'll I'll let you you're talk. Always, Sorry. Uh, you're always kind of like chasing, uh, always chasing for the top, and 
Yeah. In a previous interview I had with Parker, because he had talked about kind of how he's aspiring to kind of reach uh, the same heights as someone like David Taylor. Yeah. Uh, you know, two-time NCAA champion, uh, Olympic gold medalist. Mm -hmm. You know, he's gotten third uh, twice now in NCAA, yep. and he's been a Big 12 champion twice, but he's just kind of fighting at that. And I think about that, what you were talking about, having that chip on your shoulder, going for it. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like that's kind of like, uh, kind of gelling with the team chemistry quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's part of part of what we're built on. <laughs> you know, I mean, fine. We don't we don't have we don't have all the bells and whistles, which you don't need. That guys, you don't win with those. You don't. No one wins with those. They're shiny. They're shiny and new, and they look great, but they they, they have no substance. And so, yeah, you, you got to know your individuals a little bit. That maybe are they're not the they're not the guy right now. But they are doing everything behind the scenes. All the work that they're doing, they're going to be the guy. That's what we're trying to find. I don't care where the guy's at. Even right now, I'm talking about where he's going to be a year from now. And, and that's limitless on how much he buys in and believes in what's going on, how much he believes in himself and the program, and how much direction he's willing to take. So, yeah, is, is, is it gelling with our team chemistry? Yeah, because, man, I'm the leader, and I have a big-ass giant chip on my shoulder. And it's large. And I try to use it the right way. And I think that's I think it's a good thing that you go out there with with a little bit of that and you gotta have a little bit of edge to you, I think, to be a great competitor. That's just me personally. And for other guys it's it's different. But that's just that's how I coach, that's how I train guys, that's what we talk about. And now they're 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 gonna use it in their own way. But he absolutely has it and he's found it and and you know, as good as he's been, he's even better right now. someone else at the high school they looked over uh, saw him on the next mat over yeah. like the way that uh, that he was uh, yeah. wrestling this guy uh, he ended up not I think winning that match but he showed really good technique and they yeah. just kind of uh, or Roper and you kind of saw you know a hidden potential so uh, how how do you kind of look for hidden potential both in your recruiting yeah, that's... and in your training <laughs> yeah I mean that's a uh... If you got a crystal ball, man, please give me it. Okay, I'm trying to figure that out with recruiting right now. And we're trying to find some other intangibles because there's a lot of guys that can wrestle incredibly well. So what, what holds at this next level? What makes a difference for a guy? What makes this guy be able to have that jump? And, and I mean, part of it is there's, a, there's just a deep burning desire for them to be great. And not just because they want to achieve something. It's because it's something they have inside of them. Um, and, and how you find that, I think you start seeing, you start, we start knowing clubs well, we start knowing kids well, we start being able to see them train in certain situations, you start to see how they react to things, you start to see how they get beat in a tournament. So I mean, I go to Super Tuesday that weekend, I'm not just watching the guys wrestle. Like, I'm trying to watch way beyond that. Because there's other things that, to me, I, I think help set a guy apart, especially as they get to this level. And it's, it's, it's more than just wrestling. And we're probably not always going to get the guy that's the number one guy. And I don't care, you don't have to be don't have to be because it's not about where they're at right now um i get yeah you, you're getting me getting me fired up man i love it i love it <laughs> yeah well i could tell you that he he pretty much ate and drank the the hospitality room out of everything, though. <laughs> I think it was kind of like, he was like, I mean, it was 
there was there was some realization there that man that okay my season's over so I think that that happened for a little bit and that got over real quick and then it was like man I I don't feel good about it and like I'm gonna I'm gonna drown my sorrows so to speak a little bit and then it's like back to it because it sucks sitting and watching it's brutal and like I said the situation that he was in it's fuel um, he's really developed I mean he's very unique in the, the style and in how he's gonna go about things um, and he's really he's really developing his his style not anyone else's style um, and you see it and you see it and how he's training how he's working the things that he's he's working on and he believes in what's what's going on he's learned how to really learn how to wrestle this spring and summer um, and you I, I see the I see the progress happening uh, but that is one thing that I'm absolutely certain of is he will not be sitting and watching the national tournament this year <laughs> he will not be sitting and watching that thing I know that and I know that was that was a that was a, a conscious decision that was made and I will do everything I can to make sure that doesn't happen again and then beyond that not just get to the tournament because you know, we had a bunch of guys made to the tournament, and they all they all left they all left feeling not very great. So let's go take another notch beyond that. But I just seen I've seen the consistent work that he's done throughout all spring and summer. We just how he uses his hands. I mean, he is he's he's crazy strong. Um, how he's how he's dropping into some of his offense. I'm just seeing like he. He's gonna develop things his way. <laughs> he'll take he'll take some he's gonna take some pointers, but it's gonna be I'm I'm gonna lose because of positions and things that I think are are good in my best wrestling and that's fine. I mean you gotta be stubborn in some ways. You can't just blow with a wind. I mean you gotta be stubborn that man, this is gonna work and I'm gonna make it work and then well if it continually doesn't work then you gotta be smart enough to make an adjustment, but he, he's 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 going to make those things work. Um I think man you saw some you saw some incredible flashes. And I'll tell you what, he was, talk about a guy that, and, I, and I, this building in, in general, the times that he got to wrestle in here, there was, there was something else. There was a whole nother level to him. It was, it was like, I don't know, he, he put a whole nother level on the matches that he was in this building. There was, some, there was something there that, and I don't know if it was just, man, like I'm, I want to put on a show for, for, and I always did, but it just like, there was something. There was a whole nother level to him, a whole nother gear to him when he was in here. Now we just got to get that gear all the time. What's the future of the West Gym? The future of the West Gym is, it's, I mean, it's a, there's a time frame. Time frame as far as, you know, us being able to train in here, getting more information and figuring some of those things out. Uh, you know, all our meets are going to be in McLeod this year. Um, in, you know, like I said, the Iowa State meet, the Iowa State was, that was, that was a fun and fun fun I mean atmosphere I mean it get felt and you, you're, not, you're never going to be able to replace this place <laughs> you know I mean there's just there's memories there's certain things but do I think that and to me it's all about the people the people I mean that's that's what it is so I, I know I because I know the first the first like three people that will always be in line I guarantee you that even even though they're they'll, they'll have seats they'll still be the first three people in line and I'll know where they sit um but it, it's the people, man, and you, it's building new memories. And it's, you know, to me, it's, 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 moving, it's moving this thing forward, the program. And McLeod, McLeod matches in there can certainly help us do that. I mean, I love this building. I've never been, sh you know, afraid to say that. Um, I grew up in this damn building. Dude, I, I literally grew up in this building. My brothers were in here, so, so 83, I'm freaking six years old. And I'm I'm on the side of the mat, and I'm I'm watching my brothers wrestle. 
I'm underneath these these dang bleachers. So yeah, I mean, I certainly have a personal attachment to this building, um, but my biggest concern is that our and our program being put in a better place, and I believe that will happen. I believe that we'll, we have we have the support and we have the people behind us to make that happen. Now, what we move into forward, and I've and I'm, and I've said, I mean, I'm I want to move into the next hundred year building. <laughs> That's in my head. That's what we're going to do. This was almost 100 years. We're moving in. We're going to move into the next 100-year building. Now we got we got some 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 things to figure out, but that that building will that building will remember this place, and that building will make sure that it gives it its proper due. Because I don't know, there's certain character. I talked about bells and whistles. I don't give one rat's ass about every bell and whistle. That doesn't help anybody win. The people inside that building help you win, and the belief in the people inside that building, the belief in what we're what we're building here. That's what that's what gets you to win. So, I'm getting a long winded and I always get long winded in these answers. Um, but yeah, I mean, we won't compete in here anymore. Which, yeah, it's a sad day. But man, how can you ever have a sad day when you get a chance to compete? <laughs> We're gonna get a chance to freaking rep represent you and I, and do it and do it well. So. Um, you know, we're working on all those things moving forward, and there'll be more information to come as far as what we're going to be moving into and how we're going to do it and how we're going to go about it. Um, the practice room is... I mean, the practice room... There, let's just say that... Uh, I mean, Christian, there's there's some there's some flashes of wrestling. Woo. There's some things you're like, whoa, man, this dude, <laughs> this dude can scrap. He can put some things together. He's good on top. Um, you know, it's just it, like a freshman, like a freshman. Even though it's not a freshman, it's still an adjustment. I mean, JUCO in, in Division One, it's different. Just the, to me, the, the focus and intensity that you have to have consistently, it's just different. You don't. I mean, you're going to get tested every day, so we're we're getting him to be able to raise his level and understand that and be able to manage that. But there's there's some there's some really flashes of wrestling. You're like, oh man, that's and that that's always exciting to coach when you see the signs and you see certain signs and just you just got to continue to work through those and get more of them. And he's figuring out he's he's figuring out Division One because it is an it is an adjustment. But as far as practice, like. Dude, I mean, I, I've got my ass kicked in practice so many times. <laughs> You're gonna have some bad days, but it's, it's how it's how to me some of those tough days, and how he comes back, and I've seen some really good signs. Well, he's he's. Well, he's deferred. He's deferred to med school. So, I mean, he's still he's still he's still in his regular classes here. So, I'm not sure what you're. Uh, no, nah, he. No, not not this year. He like I said he he got he got he got admitted to med school like first round of first round of of guys. I mean, he was one of the first ones, and I remember he when he told me, I was like, man, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I mean, I, I know I know what he's done, and I know how he's prepared for it. But he he he'll this this will be his last year, so he won't take his sixth year. He'll he'll go into med school next year, uh, but he deferred this year, and then you know he's he putting everything into this 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 last opportunity um, of wrestling, and then then he'll pour everything into 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 his uh, into his craft of being 
you can be an incredible doctor. I mean, if I if I need to get put back together, depending on what he does, I'm I'm definitely going to go see him. Always awesome stuff there from Doug. I know the audio a little hard to hear in some aspects, um, and then also maybe a little bit poppy in others. But I hope you guys enjoyed Doug's thoughts on a wide range of topics. Um, okay, we're running long here. Three quick takeaways from Northern Iowa's media day. One. Uh, freshmen very much on the table when it comes to Northern Iowa's starting lineup. I know I alluded to this a little bit, uh, mentioning specifically guys like Jared Simma, who's a redshirt freshman, um, potentially could see him at 165, but, um, you know, here and there at least, um, Austin Yant's still there, obviously. But um, Doug revealed kind of a little bit of what his strategy might look like in terms of – you know, utilizing freshmen this year, right? The NCAA has that new rule um, where true freshmen, true freshmen, like first year fresh out of high school freshmen um, are eligible to wrestle in five competitions that are attached um, and they can still maintain their red shirt. Um, How various coaches and programs utilize this rule is going to be kind of one of those super interesting subplots of the season, right? Um, So Doug opened that door a little bit for us um, you know, so there's a lot of true freshmen who I think a lot of us are very interested to see. Guys like Wyatt Volker, Corey Land, Ryder Downey. Um, you know, I think the other freshmen in the class, Chet Bus at heavyweight, uh, Garrett Funk from Don Bosco um, at 41, 3341, um, and then Trevor Anderson from Ankeny at 125, right? So how is Doug going to use him? Um, obviously, he, he broke that secret. Um, going to use them at a couple of uh, tournaments in, during the first semester. Um, another part of that NCAA rule is that true freshmen cannot wrestle unattached during the first semester, which I think is a little bonkers. Um, Neither here nor there. Um, So a handful of those guys will get some run at some of those tournaments um, during the first semester. And then Doug wants to save some of their dates for the second semester to potentially probably wrestle them in big duels, right? He kind of wants to throw them in the fire, see how they respond, see how they compete, um, things of that nature. Could that potentially lead to, um, you know, the first guy that comes to mind, right, is like Wyatt Volker at 197. If neither of those guys, um, neither any, there's three of them, right, Glazier, um, Aronson, and Runyon, if none of those guys are kind of living up to the expectation that Doug wants or, you know, if he doesn't believe that they can score as many points as, say, a Wyatt Volker could when it comes to the postseason, you know, could the handful of uh, competition dates that Volker wrestles in in the second semester be, you know, essentially a mini tryout, right? Like, how are you doing with this? How's your development coming along? Can you go as a true freshman, right, in the postseason? I think that's going to be a really interesting thing to monitor, um, you know, and then I, in the same vein, a guy like maybe like Corey Land or, or Trevor Anderson, you know, maybe they get, a, you know, a duel here and there just to kind of, you know, test their development. How is it coming along? I think there's a lot of expectations from both of those guys. Ryder Downey as well as another guy that, um, you know, Doug Schwab kind of told me like, hey, like this guy has been very impressive um, through the preseason. You know, could a handful of those guys get matches in, you know, big duels or at least higher level duels during the second half of the season? And what does it mean for their development? Um, You know, I thought that was kind of just an interesting um, thought process when it comes to, you know, how are you utilizing the true freshmen? Um, you know, I think the, the number of dates that they have been given is it's going to be interesting to see how coaches utilize that, you know, in order to kind of gauge their overall development. A lot of times we see these guys at open tournaments. Um, you know, we, we would see them at, you know, you and I open Grandview open Dactronics, things of that nature, you know, and then they would get to the Midlands or the Southern scuffle. And then we really wouldn't see them again, right? Like we may not see them until like the freestyle season or the Greco season or whatever, you know, they decide to wrestle when it comes 
to the spring and summer. Um, this kind of cracks open the door that like, hey, maybe we see them um, in a duel here and there, or maybe, you know, Goldhofer needs a spell. So let's let's see how Trevor does. Or maybe, um, you know, Kale Apple needs, a, needs some time off. So let's see how Ryder Downey does, right? Um, gonna be, you know, I thought it was interesting that Doug kind of opened that door and kind of showed us a little bit about um, how he plans to utilize that rule this year. So that was the first takeaway. All the freshmen very much on the table. Um, some maybe more so than others when it comes to potential starting roles, but um, you know, we may see a handful of them uh, during the second half of the season in some pretty um, you know, in, in some marquee duels and maybe some other duels where maybe the Panthers um, are handily favored. Um Second takeaway, Doug is still Doug, guys. Um, and that's, you know, um, he I, we talked about the Nike Golf Pant thing. He had the mustache thing, um, you know, still very, very, um, you know, entertaining. It's, it's, it's definitely, you can tell, obviously, that he both worked under and trained with um, the Brands Brothers. He's got that vibe to his voice. Um, so very... Just super entertaining. Um, you know, I don't know that this is an actual, like, real true takeaway from Media Day, but, um, you know, I guess it's more just, you know, the second note here is just really an appreciation, um, you know, just for the type of coach that Doug is and, and the way he interacts with us. And um, always entertaining, never a dull moment um, with most wrestling coaches, but especially with the wrestling coaches here in the state of Iowa. Okay, third takeaway um, What is the future of the West Gym? Um, Doug was obviously asked about this. You guys heard his answer. Um, and he knew it was coming, right? Like he knew this question was coming. It still hit him hard. Um, and it's a, it's a question that a lot of people have. It ended up being the story that I wrote about um, out of Media Day. You guys can go click on that link in the show notes to read more. I kind of dive through the timeline and a lot of details and, um, you know, what is known and what's not known. What What is known? Let's start there. Um, Northern Iowa will no longer be competing in the West Gym. Um, the rowdy... Um, band box beehive of a home venue is no more for the Panthers. And that sucks. Um, you know, for a number of different reasons, we'll dive into that, but, um, you know, UNI athletics basically deemed it, um, structurally sound, but, um, it is short term lifespan, I think is, is the exact phrasing that they used. Um, so no, no duels will be held at the West gym this year. They will all be held at the McLeod center, um, which makes sense. Um, you know, UNI athletics announced in September that they, um, you know, they want the UNI wrestling program to keep pace with their big 12 counterparts. Um, you know, the Iowa States, the Oklahoma's, the Oklahoma States, uh, South Dakota States building, um, new wrestling facilities. Um, you know, and that means, um, you know, obviously moving duels to a bigger home venue, the West gym, um, when at full capacity, just a little over 2,000 people. McLeod holds about 7,000. We all saw that UNI-Iowa State duel last year at McLeod Center. Um, you know, the announced crowd was like 4,600 people. I, we're, we're not that dumb, right? There was every bit of 8,000 people in the building that night. Um, and it made for a fantastic atmosphere. And, and that's an exciting thought if you're a UNI wrestling fan, right? Like you want um, the program to get to that kind of level where they're selling out the McLeod Center. They're at least got that bowl half full for most home duels. Um, you know, whereas like the 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 West Gym, like it, it had a it had a hard cap. Like if you weren't one of the first two thousand people in, you 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 missed the duel that night, right? Like you had to watch the stream. So. Um, you know, in that sense, it makes a lot of sense, but it's also, you know, it's, it's it, the other thing. Part of this is that, you know, the, the, the West gym eventually is it, if I'm reading the tea leaves, right. It's eventually going to go away. Right. Um, 
you know, they, they're, they're not going to compete there anymore, but the, the wrestling program still trains there. That's where their practice room is. That's where their weight room is, their sauna, their locker room, um, wrestling offices and facilities, other athletic facilities are in the West gym. Um, you know, so like, what, what does that mean for the home of the wrestling program? Right? Like that is the other issue, um, that is still kind of unknown. And I think that's a lot of the source of the frustration right now that because that's unknown, um, you know, I think you and I athletics, uh, they will continue. You and I, athletics announced words that the wrestling program will continue to train at the West Gym on a short-term basis. Um, the functional lifespan of the West Gym is limited, right? Um, you and I, athletics announced, you know, they need a financial commitment of about twenty million dollars to replace the roof and begin making other structural improvements to bring the facility up to standards needed to host duels. Um, and they called that impractical and prohibitive. Um, so new plans for wrestling facility has not been publicly discussed, or at least if it has been discussed, those discussions have not been made public, right? Um, Northern Iowa has shown that they invest in their athletic facilities. They have previously renovated the McLeod Center, and they recently rolled out a plan to renovate the Unidome. Um, have not seen any plans for what the future uh, home of the UNI wrestling program is going to look like or what it's going to be. Um, those are discussions that are still being had. Schwab, you heard him in his interview um, or in his press conference, his biggest concern is that the program gets to a better place. He believes that going to happen. Um, you know, and so he wants it to be a building with brand new memories. He wants to make sure that his athletes are taken care of. His coaches are taken care of. The program is taken care of. Like he, you know, if there, it's one thing to just say, we need a home venue. That's going to keep pace with the rest of the big 12. They want other facilities. That's going to help the program keep pace with the rest of the big 12. Right. Um, you know, and then obviously the other part of the story here is just like, it's a bummer that the West gym is no longer you and I's home venue, right? Like it was built in 1925. It hosted more than just wrestling, right? Women's basketball, volleyball, volleyball. The volleyball program won, once won 74 straight matches in that building, I think from 97 to 2004. Um, but obviously the West Gym, very quickly um, a wrestling mainstay. You know, it hosted multiple state wrestling tournaments. It hosted the 1950 NCAA Division I championships, which the Panthers won that one, by the way, right? That was back when they were Iowa State Teachers College. Um, three individual national champs that year, Keith Young, Bill Nelson, Bill Smith. Bill Smith obviously went on to become um, the first Northern Iowa athlete from any sport to win Olympic gold. Um, that was in 1952. There's a commemorative display inside one of the West Gym's hallways honoring that accomplishment. Um, there's just a lot of history in that building, right? Like it's and Schwab even discussed it. You guys heard it in his press conference. His both his brothers, Mike and Mark, um, you know, they all grew up right up the road in Osage. Um, you know, Mike and uh, Mark both wrestled for you and I. They were both all Americans. Um, Doug very much grew up in that building, right? Like he, I mean, he even said in 1983, he's six years old and he's sitting Matt's side and he's watching his brothers and he's under in and around the bleachers. And, you know, when he was hired back as the head coach in, in 2010, you know, he made it a point to, to make the West gym, you know, one of the marquee venues in college wrestling. And, and, you know, those first couple of years, he remembers, you know, 50, 60, only 70 people sitting in the West gym watching you and I wrestle. Um, you know, and it did not take long before that place was sold out for every single home duel, not just the big ones, all of them, right? And it became, you know, this hot and rowdy beehive, um, a jam-packed band box that made opposing coaches sweat and opposing wrestlers wilt. And, you know, those memories are going to endure. And Swab took a lot of pride in packing that tiny building for home meets. But, um, you know, as he said in, in his press conference, he, he more enjoyed the people and the relationships and the friendships that he made along the way. And, 
you know, it's just it's just a bummer, right? Because when when you think of iconic wrestling venues, you think of you know Carver Hawkeye Arena, you think of you know Hilton Coliseum's got a certain magic to it for all Iowa State sports, but it's it's different for every sport, right? And just the roar of the wrestling crowd when the Cyclones are wrestling really well, um, it just hits a little bit different than it does for the basketball programs. Um, you know, I, we think of Rec Hall, we think of um, you know so many other fantastic. Uh, wrestling venues, you know, Gallagher Iber Arena is great. Um, Nebraska's home venue does really well. It's it's a, it's a wonderful little bowl type thing. Um, you know, at the Devaney Center, um, you know, Frost Arena at South Dakota State. We could keep going, right? Like, you know, Michigan has done a fantastic job cultivating their home duels. Um, the Cavelli Center at Ohio State, Reynolds Coliseum. Um, you know, you can go up and down every conference, every team. Like, it's you know, there's a lot of fantastic wrestling venues but West Gym was just it was up there man like coaches wanted to come and experience what a full jam-packed West Gym felt like what it sounded like um you know for as exciting and as amazing as a jam-packed hot and rowdy West Gym crowd was it was equally as enjoyable for the opposing coaches they were able to come in and beat you and I and, and shut that crowd up right um and this just it's it's a bummer we're not going to be able to experience that anymore because there have been so many great memories over the years and um you know Schwab kind of that was kind of you know he I mean he's been talking about this West Gym thing for the better part of a year now and um you know I know he doesn't want this era of West Gym to end but you know he's part of part of my takeaway I guess from his press conference was that he seemed resigned to the fact that it's it, this is a tidal wave he's not going to be able to stop um, which is a bummer. I would have liked to have seen you and I give him an opportunity to maybe help fundraise to fix the Unidome. I mean, they, they, you know, they crowdsourced for mats not too long ago. We know that the wrestling community, the UNI wrestling community, the Iowa wrestling community, the, the wrestling community at large across the country would have probably helped chip in in order to preserve West Gym. Um, you know, I hope they don't knock the building down. I've, I've heard whispers that that might be in the plans in, in future years. Um, you know, I'd love for them to maybe turn it into a museum. It's right there in the heart of campus. Um, and I think that'd be a really, really cool thing to keep around. But, um, yeah, that was kind of my third takeaway. That was ultimately the story I got to write. Go check it out in the show notes. Um, just a bummer, man. Just an absolute bummer that uh, West Gym is no more. Um, I'm glad that you and I get at least this season in it um, to kind of relish in some of those memories. But, um, you know, it's it's an exciting thought to know that they're probably going to get new facilities and better facilities, um, you know, but th- there is something special about the historic West Gym, um, not just to the UNI wrestling community, but to the wrestling community as a whole. All right, I know we're going really, really long here today, and I apologize for that, but there's just a lot to talk about when it comes to you and I wrestling. We're going to wrap up today's show with a couple of interviews. Um, Parker Keckeisen and Lance Runyon, two of the three team captains, um, just got to talk to them about the West Gym, um, the vibe check about around the team as they enter this season, um, you know, and then, of course, got to talk to them about some individual stuff. Parker Keckeisen headed to the NWCA All-Star Classic, um, you know, just kind of the small tweaks that he makes throughout his off seasons in order to you know, keep pace and, and keep, you know, in contention with those top guys at 184. And then Lance, um, you know, what he learned during his injury riddled season, what, how he feels coming into this year, fully healthy and, and what he expects of himself. Um, now that he's kind of, you know, he's starting on the right foot this year. So I'm really excited to kind of see him, um, you know, get that full season and, and show what he's fully capable of. So we'll lay them down back to back, start with Parker end with Lance, and I will wrap up the show on the other side. Thanks guys. Northern Iowa's Parker Keck guys in here at the West Gym, oh, and yeah. you're wearing a shirt that says straight out of West Gym. Um, is it weird not going to have duels here this year? Uh, have, you th- have you thought about that? 
I'm gonna be honest, it probably won't be that weird for me because I, like, I don't know, freshman year, well, my redshirt freshman year is the only year that they had, like, all the duels here except Ogie State. Yeah. But, I don't know, yeah, I don't know, the duels, it's gonna be sad. I know, I know my, I know watching, watching the Wisconsin U and I duel sitting over there on the floor when I was younger, and it would have been cool to experience a full black dress gym. Maybe, maybe it's not out of the rent. Not out of it yet, hopefully, but I don't know. How long did it take you to understand the significance of the West Gym? I mean, not just to you and I wrestling, but like wrestling as a whole. Uh, I honestly didn't realize the significance of West Gym for a while because it's, it's got a lot of history. I know Dom, Dom Briggs, he just, that was a coach before. Yeah. I think I'm saying his name right. Uh, he, he came and talked to our class, uh, our sports organization class Tuesday, and he talked about West Jim and how he was in it, and it's crazy. We won a national title here. Yeah. And I don't know, it's they go up to like 19. I'm pretty sure it's over 100 years old, isn't is it not? Close um, to it. Close, close to, to it. 100 years. Close to 100 years. So a lot of good wrestling and Olympic champs that came out of this building, and that's crazy to think about that they wrestled in the middle of West Jim, and so to, honestly, like not till honestly not till like they said it they're taking it down. If I'm being fully honest. Yeah. But. It's sad, and, and they're not taking it down yet. I don't know, but yeah, but like just this, it's, it, this may not be the home of you and I wrestling moving forward, right? And that's yeah. like, that's a bummer. Yeah, it's a bummer. I've now, I, I'd be honest, I've always wanted to experience Pac-12 gym all the way up to the brim here. So, but hopefully it happens. But maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I'm not saying. Never saying never. Absolutely. Um, two-time All-American now. Voted yep. team captain this year. Oh yeah. What? What what's the vibe like coming into this year for you specifically for the team at large? Uh, for the team, I think it's uh, I know I talked about we we had the second we had a great first day of NCAs and then uh, and then that first session day two day two was probably well, it wasn't our best session ever. I know I lost and I think we a lot of us got beat that session and I remember roping us bringing us in. He's like, hey, we're ne- hey if you don't think we're gonna have a better like a better session a better NCAAs. To be, to be like broad, but a better, better NCAs next year, and we're gonna have this feeling. There's no way, and I know we got, we got right back to work in in the spring and through the summer, and we we got a lot better. I know I, I'm pretty sure everyone's returning who started, and we got people behind the behind the so-called starters right now that are pushing, pushing to be that guy, and it, it's gonna be exciting, and it's just making us raise our level. And then for me. I don't like just honestly trusting myself. I think that's a big thing for this this spring and summer. I know like you can you can work so hard, you can work really hard, and be, and if you don't believe in the work you're putting in, there's it's not it's gonna show, right? Yeah. It's it really believing in what I do is is the best best wrestler in the country, and at 184 pounds, and just believing that every day and making that choice that I'm that best guy, and. If it doesn't doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Like some of that's not up to me, but uh, control what I can and try to make try to make that choice every day. Yeah, you back to back years you've taken third. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get to that level, when it's you know you and only a handful of other guys who are probably on that level. Yeah. Small tweaks, right? Like small things here and there, small positions here and there can be the difference in some of those big time matches on like Friday at the NCAA championships, yeah. for example. What what were the small tweaks that you took away from? 
last year as a whole, last year at the national tournament? Like, what did you put your focus on when it came to trying to improve for this season? Yeah, I would say definitely put an emphasis on top work. Yeah, top work. Yeah, I know I put an emphasis on that last year, but honestly, more. It needed to be more. I need to need to start putting people almost getting off the mat. And I know, like, I'm thinking my true X match, and that's honestly got to work on work on some down blocks and. Got to work on down blocks. Got to work on finishing. Right, he's yeah. long and lengthy. I know. I know. I have a problem with lengthy guys. Like Drew Foster is a great example. He'll keep me at distance, and it's like, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> and but working on closing that gap and getting head under the chin, and uh, just yeah, constantly, constantly get better. I know. I worked on finishes. I know. Whenever someone's splitting out like Truex did, it's like, oh, I got to get two knees behind this foot, shove this foot up every time. So it's like little little things like that too. Yeah. Absolutely. And also, like, close distance, right? Like, I know we talk about mid-distance and distance, and I know collar tie almost, like, ear-to-ear is a problem I worked on, so almost working on underhooks and clearing that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, When it comes to the top work, how much can your gas tank, because you're a guy that takes a million shots a match, right? How much can can that help, can that aid in trying to get better on top, right? Trying to pin people. Yeah. Yeah, I would say trying to pin people, it's almost like, Let's say like bottom bottom kind of sucks like like when Roper when Roper is riding riding you like it it it, it sucks and he's one of the best coaches on top that you got Yant who's really good on top it's a it's it's tiring to get away and uh, I know that's just gonna help my hand fight in general and open up more attacks so. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, talking about you know all those guys at that top level, um, yeah. you're going to get a crack at one in early November, right? Or I guess late November. Yeah. Um, Aaron Brooks, part of the All Star Duel. Um, what was that process like? Was that just them calling you and saying, "Hey, do you want to do this?" Or yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they reached out the Roper probably last last spring. I guess they're planning it by then. I, and reach out if I want to do it. I said, sure, why not? I'll <laughs> I, it's fun. Like I'm gonna go wrestle, and it's gonna it's gonna be fun. And me and Brooks, we've had. I'm not gonna say we've had some bad. Like we we've, we've wrestled, and he's he's won every match. And uh, but they've been close, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah they close. I'm thinking all the way back to like high school. Yeah, high school. Like I wrestled in freshman year at Fargo in the quarters. It was crazy. We we've had some battles, and you know, I don't. I'm looking forward. I like wrestling the guy. I know he like he. I watched one of his interviews the other day. Like we both, we both come to win, right? It's like I'm not gonna back down from Aaron Brooks, national champ. Like, in all due respect, it's like I'm gonna go try to. I want to go try to take what hit. Well, it's his. Yeah. And then he wants to defend his title, which is a great thing. And I'm excited to go have a go have a scrap in a skills competition with him. Yeah. So that's a that's obviously a big match. But I, I guess last question for you: getting able to get your hands on a guy of that caliber early in the season, how much can that kind of set the tone for the rest of the year for you? Oh. I never got asked that question. I, I'm sure, yeah, it, it was setting the set to tone. Like you get a win over, like you get a win over Brooks, and I think it's almost like you can't think of it too. It's like if I if I go win Brooks, which I plan on doing, it it's like uh, it's like going it's like going back to the inches analysis, right? Yeah. It's like I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna stay on my routine, continue continually try to get better each day. It's like hopefully, hopefully it steamrolls me, but hopefully it's also like no, don't get so high on it, like because because like back to it's not it's not back to the drawing board, but it's like back to back to what got you to that point and yeah. keep that keep that momentum rolling throughout the season. So. Absolutely, that's all I needed from you, dude. Lance Runyon, you and I media day, um, sitting here in the West Gym, not gonna have home duels in the West Gym. Have you thought about that? Um, 
I guess I'm just grateful that I had to was able to wrestle two matches last year. You know, coming back from my injury um, and just being able to get two two matches in me in here was was pretty awesome. It's definitely gonna be different not competing in here just because of the energy was was so much different. And uh, I guess the only other duel that that we've ever felt like that was. Iowa State at McLeod last year, you know, because it was packed. People were hanging over the railings. There was almost standing room up on that top level. So, yeah, looking forward to that. What, uh, I mean, you're an Iowa kid. When did you realize the significance of the West Gym, not just to you and I, but, like, the wrestling community as a whole? Um, Probably, like, one of my visits, I think I came to the Iowa State duel, and there's a picture out in the hallway, actually, of that duel that I was at. And it just, it's absolutely swamped. <laughs> and last year, I mean, it wasn't even the same because, you know, we didn't have anybody up on the top at all. And I just, I mean, it was it was pretty awesome. And just knowing that this is such a memorable place for a lot of people and a connection that you can hold with, you know, people 60, 70 years older than me. So Yeah. Um, I know it's a bummer to, like, not have home duels here anymore, but, like, I mean, you kind of alluded to it, too, that Iowa State duel last year. Yeah. That's how crazy the McLeod can get, right, for wrestling duels. Like, is it exciting knowing that there's going to be more opportunities to do that in the future, or is there always going to be something special about, you know, having the West Gym as the home venue? Or, I mean, is it a little bit of both? I don't know. I mean, it's definitely a little bit of both. I mean, I I, I don't think teams want to compete here. That's the thing. (laughs) You know, they they come in here and they – we do weigh-ins or whatever in our locker room, and they're like, oh, we're way too way too good to be competing in, in this place. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think it's kind of funny that people th- say that and think that. <laughs> whatever. But So hopefully they feel a little bit better about, about McLeod. But if it, was, if it was in my power, I'd definitely be competing in here as much as we could. And, you know, I'm just glad that we're able to practice in here every day. And then we can rep, rep stuff like this, you know. Straight out of West Gym. And, and even even if we're not competing in here, we can still hold that, that you know, deep within us knowing that we have pride in this in this place and, and this is where we practice and, and this is where our locker room is. Absolutely. Um, came back from injury last year before you really got on your roll and, and wrestled through the postseason. What did you kind of learn about yourself coming back from that? Um, just taking advantage of every opportunity, I guess, you know, I mean, it's easy to get caught up in, uh, a lot of things, I guess, just the, the grind of, of the season. And I think it was a lot different for me knowing that I didn't, I wasn't able to compete until January. So I only had two short months and I didn't have that, that strain on my body, I guess. And that, that grind, I didn't really feel that, which was definitely different, but it, it was different in a good way, I thought. Um, it's definitely something that we're going to manage, you know, in the future, knowing my injuries and the things that I've, I've been through. So, Yeah. How much does, like, a lot of the lessons learned from that experience and coming back and what you were able to do last year, like, how much is that going to help you this year, knowing that you're, I mean, you're going to, you're good to go right from the, right from the start? Yeah. Uh, it definitely helps with confidence knowing that I had a full summer of, of training you know I mean I was out running camps and doing practices and different things but when I'm here you know I was able to put some time in and, and not have to worry as much about you know injuries and things like that that's stopping me from improving and, and getting better so 
Yeah. What was the the one thing or maybe the biggest thing you emphasized, you know, through the spring and the summer to get ready for this season? Like what was what was one area you knew you wanted to improve on? Uh, just, I mean, getting to the positions that I like to be in, you know. I mean, whether it's scrambles or a guy's in on my leg or I'm in on their leg and just trying to get my hands locked so I can lock up a, a cradle or get a fall, so. <laughs> In what way, like, is there is there an art to scrambling? Like, I know that that's kind of, you know, some people are like, no, like, you yeah. know, try and wrestle, you know, keep it the basics, you know, hold good position, whatnot. But then there's other people where, you know, you can do that, right? But then you also thrive on the ability to lock up a cradle from nearly anywhere. Yeah. Like, how do you train for that? Uh, I mean, you just try and put yourself in the position as much as you can in practice. And I guess that, that comes with, like, taking risk and putting yourself out there like you are in a match. I mean, you're not going to hold back in a match. So yeah. what's the point of holding back in practice, I guess, is kind of it's kind of something that we've written on the board, too, as a team, just being able to take risk in practice because, you know, you make it more real in that sense. So Yeah, I feel like there's, like, there's a mix, obviously, of, like, maintaining good position and understanding what those feels are like, but then yeah. also, like... A lot of play wrestling, right? Yeah. Like, just to kind of yeah. like, oh, hey, I could hit that from here, yep. you know? Um, last thing I wanted to ask you, um, team captain this year. Yeah. Um, what, one, what does that mean to you? And then two, I guess, what's the, you know, as a team captain, um, how do you feel the vibes are coming into this year overall? Uh, I mean, it's, it's awesome to be a team captain, I guess, and just knowing that I'm voted on by a majority of my teammates, but... We got a lot of leaders and captains on this team, and I guess just being able to surround myself with people that, you know, I wrestled with when I was a freshman that, that left, like, you know, Lujan and Steyer and Thompson and Schwarm and all those guys, and just taking a little bit from everybody and being able to add it to myself and then watching my coaches, Doug, Roper, B-Rob, uh, Randy, and just taking a little bit of a piece of them and adding it to myself and then just knowing that, you know, I want to be there for everybody whenever I can be. So I guess that, that's kind of a part of me that I've been working on and trying to grow and just being there for people. And then, uh, I mean, I think this year is going to be a great year. I mean, we got everybody coming back, so there's not much else to say. I guess we got a couple guys, you know, on their sixth year and they're ready to just, I mean, they don't got anything left, you know, so they're going to, go down swings absolutely that's all i've got today guys appreciate you guys tuning in be sure to rate and review the show on apple stitcher spotify google podcast iHeartRadio, wherever you get your shows follow your boy on twitter at cody goodwin instagram cody j goodwin and of course be sure to subscribe to catch all my stories mailbags analysis and videos wrestling season is here the u23 world championships has been going on all week um, we've been through two media days the hawkeyes are next week and then they're going to start competing early november i don't want you guys to miss a thing so you can find a link to subscribe as well as stories from this past week in the show notes Thanks again for listening, you guys. We will talk again soon.